Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Made Man. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a new episode of Made Man, where I, your handsome host, just finished watching episode four, season six of Mad Men, Waldorf Stories. This has nothing to do with that Muppet dude. Waldorf is a hotel, a very fancy hotel, and it seems like a lot of things happened at this hotel. I'm outside right now. It's a bit breezy, so you might hear that, uh, but I am excited to talk about this episode. It gave some backstory to um, a relationship that um, we are familiar with, a couple relationships, one that, you know, is friends and one that was but is not Anymore. And, um, well, I guess a lot of things happen in the Waldorf, actually. It, it, uh, I'm assuming that this hotel room was also in the Waldorf. I'm kind of processing it all now because I just finished it. But um, I guess we should just start at the beginning. And I think I remember where it begins. Uh, Don and um, Peggy are interviewing this tiny man who is a character actor that I've I've recognized from other things uh, in this in Mad Men. I don't know how long he's in the show, but he plays um, a relative or a cousin to Roger's wife, Jane, young Jane. And um, Roger's doing them, a, kind of doing the family a favor, bringing him in, but also pranking Don because this guy's ads aren't really all that great. In fact, some of his book has ads that he cut out because he thought they were cool. Um, a lot of his ads, excuse me, a lot of his ads had very similar, I mean, when I say very similar, the exact same line. The cure for the common breakfast. The cure, oh, not that one. The cure for the common, you know, anything. Blank. That's what he would use, you know, if if you were going to buy a lawnmower. It would be the cure for the common lawn. Um, and all these ideas were the same thing. And, and, and Don and Peggy weren't really impressed. And I think they, they, um, they were like, oh, that's great. You know, he's like, oh, so um, am I going to hear from you? And. He's like, oh, you know, best of luck. And he's like, do I, am I going to get a job? I really need a job. I'm young. I have great ideas. I'll work. I'll do anything. Um, and Don was like, uh, you know, uh, we'll be in touch. But he had no intention of ever doing anything. He goes into Roger's office and um, <clears throat> says, oh, that's quite a prank. Uh, very funny. Ha, 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 ha. So when are you going to hire him? But they laughed about it and nothing came of it. Um, meanwhile, Roger is uh, dictating, I guess he's writing a book about his life. He's dictating stories to his secretary about certain things. And he has, there's a couple of flashbacks that happen in this episode. Um, but before I get there, the, the big, the big um, kind of overall overarching um, thing that's happening in this episode is that the firm is up for an award. And it's a Clio. The Clio are the advertising awards. And they're a real thing. And I, I assume they're still going on today. And they take, where did it take place? At a hotel, I'm assuming, at the Waldorf. I'm sure they said it, and I'm sure I missed it. Um, and they're up for a, for the glow mop thing where they have a cowboy. It's an ad that, you know, that they did. And um, there's like 50 ads to give away. But um, it's a big deal. And, and, and the awards actually, you know, Peggy was all excited. She's like talking about it. And Don's downplaying it. Um, and I think the reason Peggy was showing so much excitement is because it's a, on an ad campaign that she did a lot of work on, but she's getting no credit and it seemed like it was bothering her. Um, 
Meanwhile, Dawn was more focused on the fact that she's not getting the Vic, Vix, whatever you want to call it, ad done. And she doesn't like the new guy that he she has to be working with. Um, now, this new guy, he's kind of a, a like a he's kind of a dick. You know, he's very blustery. He um, he thinks, you know, he's he thinks he's too hip. He's too hip for the room. He's very rude to Peggy. Uh, and the actor, I I honestly, I recognize him from two things. The first thing is he's on that the Connors. He it was a the spinoff of Roseanne after ABC gave Roseanne the boot. The Connors uh, he plays like uh, Becky's boss on that show. Um, But the other thing I recognize him from the first thing I recognize him from is the Connors. It's always funny when you see something uh, like people probably watch that and go, "Hey, that's the guy from Mad Men." But me, I go, "Hey, that's the guy from something he did years and years later." the Connors. Um, but I also recognize him because his face is, is planted on the big Netflix screen. When you go to watch uh, Mad Men, it's much older. Everyone looks older. And I hate that screen because it's kind of spoilery. And it, I'm looking at what these people are going to look like and I'm seeing who's still there. And it bothers me that I'm seeing it, but I have to deal with that. But anyway, this guy is kind of a dick. You know, he, he just kind of, he, he doesn't work well with others. He doesn't work well with Peggy, but they have to work together. Um, now I was saying Roger was having a, uh, while he was dictating something, um, to his secretary for his book, he had a bit of a flashback. Uh, him and Don were shake, shook hands. And when they were talking about the, uh, actually it was right at, it was when Don and Roger were joking about the young guy coming into the office and then excited about the Clio award. They shook hands and then boom, cuts to a flashback of them shaking hands inside a fur store because Don Draper was a fur salesman who sold a fur to Roger. Not a full mink coat, but like a shawl, I guess is what that is. Um, and he, you know, they talked a little about it, a little bit to each other, and Don kind of sold him on it. And um, they, Roger said, oh, what's that advertising thing there? Who did that? Who does your work? And Rod, there was an ad on the wall, and I'm, and I'm pretty positive it was Betty was in the ad, right? She was the model. Um and he's like, oh, I did that myself. I do these all. You know, the, the owner knows I, I like doing it. So um, he's like, oh, you know, he goes, you, I'd like to work for you. He goes, well, you need 20 more of those and um, a bigger budget or something like that. Basically, you need ex- more experience. He, he, Roger had no interest in talking to this fur salesman about hiring for the firm. Um, but Don Draper is a man who will not take no for an answer. So Roger takes the, the fur shawl home to his what? Oh wait, I was gonna. I'm not gonna say his wife, to Joni. That's right. Uh, and it's funny. You could tell. You can always tell Don Draper is a little younger because his hair is a little higher. They make his hair a little taller. He's not quite greasing it back as much. And Roger's hair was a little, a little taller, a little more styled, a little darker. So that made him younger. But he goes in and he's with Joan, and she loves the mink coat. And obviously, this is when they were still, you know, Joan was still his side piece, I guess, for lack of a. Uh, more um, mature term. Um, but when he picks up the fur, he sees, what does he see inside? An ad book with Donald Draper's card in it. He's like, I can't believe he did that. He didn't, um, you know, Roger thought that was pretty cheesy. So I'm going to keep with the flashbacks uh, because they kind of intersperse, intersperse, intersperse. Um, actually, no, no, I'm not. Let's go to the award show. So the award show, so, before the award show, they were going to be waiting for Life Cereal. They, um, Life Cereal Company was the big 
ad campaign that was coming in for a meeting. They had a pitch. They have an idea. And uh, I thought it was a good one. But they're late because of traffic. They were going to be really late. Excuse me. Their flight was delayed. I don't know. Something like that. So they didn't have time to meet with them before the Clio Awards. So they um, they just decided to drink instead. They went, we have an hour to kill. Let's drink. And uh, what's funny is they're talking about going to the Clio Awards. And Joan went with Pete. They're like, you taking Joan? He's like, yeah. I can, there's only, we only have four tickets. And that was Pete, Joan, Roger, and, um, and Don, obviously. And I'm thinking to myself, Peggy is pissed and jealous because she should be there. Not Joan. No offense. Joan is great for the office, but she's not doing the creative work on these things. And you know, Peggy is. Um, so I think that there was a little um, annoyance for her with that. So, but she stayed back and worked. And um, Don, um, they went to the award show. This is all I'm just watching. I'm just kind of I'm, I'm riffing. I'm riffing. What's up? Uh, so they go to the award show and they meet up with a couple guys. They meet up with, um, was it Chef, Chef, whatever the guy's name is, the, the guy who's kind of their rival. And they, they're, they're talking shit to each other. Not much, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the awards start happening. And lo and behold, Sterling Cooper Draper Price wins. And it's really exciting. They go up. They get the award. Yippee, yay, hey, hoo-ha. And, you know, everyone's happy. Um, but it was interesting. Before the award went off, Roger took Joan's hand under the table and held it. And then Don did the same thing. He took Joan's hand under the table and held it. They won the award. Don Draper jumped up, kissed Joan right on the lips. And I was like, wait, what year? What time is When did this happen? What is going on? Kissed her right on the lips, ran up there. I, I'm almost positive. He kissed her on the lips, right? That was weird. It was never thought about again, but it was just kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. Um, spur-of-the-moment thing. And gets up there, gets the award. And then one of the secretaries comes up behind them and says, I just want to let you know uh, that Life Serial... I wanted to say Life Magazine. Nope. Life the board game. Nope. Life Serial. Um, they, they, they ended up getting through the traffic, and they're at the uh, office waiting right now. And these guys have been drinking. They've been smoking. They've been just relaxing and having a grand old time. They just won an award. They're on cloud nine. And now they're told their clients back at the office. And Pete's like, you know what? We can reschedule. We can put them up for the weekend. This would be fine. And Don's like, no, let's go. Let's go right now. Boom. Let's do this. He was all confident. He was all cocky. He was on top of the world. Bam. He goes and um, wants to, uh, to, to go pitch to life. And he, they, they walk into the office and, Peggy's, uh, not Pe yeah, Peggy's already waiting there. Uh, the young guy they called Jimmy Olsen, I don't know who he is yet. I've seen him around. He's been there for a while. He's worked with Peggy. She's in there. Um, they come on in, and, and Don is pitching to them, and he's not doing a terrible job, but he's talking a little fast because he's drunk, and he, he kind of almost loses it, like he coughs a little bit. He's a little slurry, but he gets to the point and shows them, you know, what was it, take a bowl out of life make a bowl out of life or whatever like that take life by the bowl something like that whatever it was by the bowlful and it was a good pitch it was a good idea the picture everything made sense but they were like well we're afraid it's uh it might be too uh, intellectual for uh, for some of our you know customers i don't know why the guy's talking like he's a you know a civil war um gentleman but um 
that Don's like, oh, okay, well, why don't we try this? And he starts saying, we could do this. We could say this. Life is this. Life is that. A cure for the common breakfast. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That one. We love that one. And he's like, great, awesome, great. And he said a couple others, but they're like, we love that one, great. Pete's like, awesome, this is perfect, great. And Don's like, we don't want to keep any more of your time. The live cereals guy said, Don's like, great, thank you for coming. Well, let's go. And they, they head back out because they're going to go party. And Peggy's like, what the F? She goes up to Don. She's like, what are you doing? You know, what? He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? Uh, she didn't even get a chance to say anything. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, it's very windy. It's a beautiful kind of evening, but it's, but it's, but it's also blustery. Um, she's like, she tries to talk to him and say, you just took that kid's idea. And he's like, uh, um, are you, are you done with the Vic stuff yet? She's like, no, we're working through the weekend. He's like, get a hotel room, get with that guy, and keep working on it until you got it. And she's like, whatever. And she le- he leaves, he runs off um, to go party. And the secretary's like, what, you want me to get the hotel? And she's like, he was kidding. He, just, he didn't mean it. Do you want me to go and check if he was kidding? So they get the hotel room. She ends up going in the hotel room with this new guy, the guy who's kind of a blustery, kind of a jerk. He's reading a Playboy, talking about being a nudist, how free it is. And she calls him on his bullshit um, while they're working. She's like, oh, really? Really? Why don't, why don't we do this right now? And it was weird because she, I guess Piggy also, um, I don't know if she's going to end up with this dude. It always seems like, are they going to just end up you know, frustrated, hating each other, and then boom, they're together. Um, but uh, apparently... Peggy, well, not apparently, Peggy just went for it and she started taking off her clothes. He, go, he was like insulting her, like, well, you want to be a nudist, you know, you're, you're embarrassed of your body and you should be. And she's like, boom, takes off her clothes, gets in her underwear. He's like, well, okay, you want to do this? He gets in his underwear. She's like, all right, boom, takes off her bra. They don't show anything because it's regular television. And she's like, are you going to do something? He's like, fine. Boom, takes on his undies. He's buck naked. I don't know if she's completely buck naked, but boom, there they are. He sits down. She keeps glancing over like... Uh, apparently he was, um, he goes, well, what? I, I, it must've been from the magazine. So he was, I'll just say he was, um, stiff with excitement apparently. Uh, and they kept, they just started working. It was weird. They just started working naked and it lasted for a little while. Um, not four hours. Cause that's when you have to consult the physician. Bam. <laughs> nailed it. Um, but I lost my train of thought with a boner joke. Um, she kind of, after a while, he just kind of folded and he went and put some clothes on and, and she's like, you want to get something to eat? Basically calling him saying like, you didn't bother me. You didn't get to me. You're not going to get to me, buddy. We have work to do. Um, so they kind of, uh, that, that story gets to the side. So actually, cause they show him in the, they show them working in the office and he's lying on a bed, lying on a table. He's throwing pencils in the air, but this was all before the hotel room stuff, I think. It's, it's it's I just watched it. You'd think I'd know. But basically, I think they found a way to work together. It seems like they did because uh, towards the end, they show the things they're working on with the Vicks, the storyboard they got. And uh, he's like, I drew this up like this. It pretty much went like this perfectly. And Peggy's like, yep, all I did was change it a little bit. And she held a little her fingers together, basically making a small penis joke about him. He's like, why I oughta? Um, but it seems like they might have found a way to work together. Now, th- uh, back to Don and Roger going and Joan and Pete going back out to partay with their awards. They go to this bar. It seems to be a big bar where everyone's at, I'm guessing. 
It's at the Waldorf. Um, and the woman, I can never remember her name. She's the mom from Stranger Things. She's the consultant. She shows up and Don's kind of wants to get frisky with her. He's like, why don't we get out of here and really celebrate? She's like, oh, I think you have the wrong idea. Congratulations on your award. Um, but she, she, she called him. She, um, oh, the wind. She did not fall for his um, advances, as they would say. Uh, but they're kind of hanging out. People are congratulating them, talking awards, blah, 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 blah. Drinky, 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 drinky. And um, Don, uh, a woman comes up and says, is that Don Draper over there? Yes, it is. And is he attached? And Roger's like, to his glass? Yes, he is. Joan's like, no, he isn't. So, boom, she goes, makes a beeline right over for Donnie Draper. And lo and behold, bing, bang, boom, Don Draper ends up with this chickie in bed. They start going at it. She starts moving down on the bed. I don't want to say too much. Um, and he just kind of like, you can see him kind of like fall asleep. And the, the sun, um, all of a sudden the moon gets a little darker. Then boom, the sun comes up and you realize, oh, he's, this is the next morning. He slept through the night. And he gets a phone call. And it's Betty. And she's like, where the hell are you? She goes, we have kids here. You're not even coming to see them. He's like, what are you talking about, Betty? What are you, what's going on? She goes, you, you're disappointing them. You, you know, you, you're embarrassing them. He's like, I wasn't supposed to come till Sunday. She's like, it is Sunday. And she hangs up on him. And he's like, what? Sunday? He looks over to the girl in the bed. It's a different girl. It's a blonde woman. Um, and she's like, oh, you were really nice when, we, when you ordered the fries. Or it was a, a waitress that he picked up at some bar. And... He was like, oh, you know, that was nice. Who are you with? Your sister. Now, that's what I'm not sure about. I don't know what she meant by that. She said, who, it was, who are you with? You were with your sister getting food. Now, maybe he was with, oh, he probably partied all day with that, all night with that woman. Then the next day went out for breakfast with that woman, then parted ways. They went back and got Doris and uh, said, let's keep going. Let's keep the party going, baby. I'm a winner, 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 winner. He was like, I have to get to work. I have to. I have a busy day ahead of me, even though it's Sunday. I have a busy day ahead of me. He starts pretending to take a shower. She's like, all right, goodbye. He doesn't take a shower. He gets right in his robe, goes, lies down again in bed, and um, lies down on the couch and kind of just, you see time pass again. Then boom, 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 knock on the door. And he's like, oh, who is it? It's Peggy. She's like, where the hell have you? I call you. It's busy. It just keeps ringing. What's going on? So like, oh, my phone's not working. She's like, well, listen, we have a problem. That line you came up with, it's not yours. And she, he's like, what are you talking about? Life, take life by the bowlful? No, the, co- the cure for the common breakfast. He's like, oh, great. Well, we can fix it. We can give them a different line. No, no, no. That's the one they love. That's the one we want. We're gonna ha- it's, it's that kid's line. He's like, okay. Um, well, okay, we're going to have to bring him in. So the next, I don't know if it's the next scene. But we go over, and then they bring that. Don goes into his office that next morning, and the kid's sitting there waiting. He's like, I'm sorry, they told me to wait here. And he's like, Listen, your idea, the cure for the common, blah, blah, blah. Um, we'll give you 50 bucks for it. He's like, I want a job. He goes, We'll give you $100 for it. It's free, it's called freelancing. Do you know what it is? Yes, I do. It's not a job. I want a job. And we, you know, some other things happen, we don't see, then it cuts back. I'll get to that stuff. Cuts back to them later, and they're coming out of the office, and Peggy's looking, and he's like, bring, uh, bring I don't know, Chucky, I'll make up his name. Bring this guy down to uh, Joan, you know, to start with his new position. She's like, are you kidding me? She said that right in front of the guy. He was like, thank you for this opportunity. He got the job, and um, 
later Don goes into um, uh, his oh his office before I get there. Um, so he says he got the job, and Peggy was in was un, was ridiculously like, "Are you, you effing kidding me?" Um, Don, uh, we had another flashback. This is all I think because Roger's working on his book, and uh, when they were in the bar. Roger was looking at Don, thinking about him, and that's when he got another flashback. Roger is at uh, work, and they... Um, no, Roger's, like, in the, in the lobby of the building, waiting to go up in the elevator, and Don runs up. He's like, uh, Mr. Tr- Mr. Sterling, Mr. Sterling. He goes, do I know you? Donald Draper, uh, the fur company. Oh, right, right, right. He goes, yeah, you, you're the one who gave me the... all the, threw the ad box in there. Don't, don't do that. That was... He goes, did you look at it? I threw it away. Well, what would you think of it? I didn't look at it. I threw it away. That's not how you do things. He's like, um, why do you think you can work in this business? He's like, I, I just, I, I, I know I can do what you do. Or I know I want to do what you do. I want to learn from you. Um, if you let me, uh, you know, take you to lunch, let me buy you a drink. And just, just, I just want to ask questions of you. He's like, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Snap. Boom. The next shot they're in the, I'm going to guess the Waldorf drinking and drinking early and drinking lots before lunch is even time. So he said it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Then they're leaving before the lunch rush. So they were drinking there for a while in the morning. And um, I guess uh, Roger had a little bit too much to drink because um, they're, they're getting along. And, and um, that's the end of that flashback. But when, when later on when Don hires that kid... He goes in. I say kid. The guy's in his 20s, if not, you know, late 20s. Um, he goes into Roger's office. He's like, we, we uh, hired Joan's cousin. June, Jones? Jones' cousin. Jeans. Jones. Whatever the wife's name is. I can't remember her name. Um, we hired her cousin. It's not Joan. It's Jan. Whatever. We hired the cousin. He's like, great. Um, thanks. He goes, why did you hire him? He goes, God, I couldn't live without him. And basically, it's because I need that slogan. And Roger goes out, just kind of looks over the, the, the everything and sees um, the kid standing there. And I think it reminds him of uh, the fact that he had a kid who didn't know much, didn't have much, who started with his business. Because we have another flashback, and Roger's in the lobby again. And Don walks up to him again, and he's like, Roger's like, what are you doing? Will you, uh, will you, why, you know, stop, stop following me. He's like, what are you talking about? He goes... I'm starting today. He's what are you talking? What do you mean you're starting today? You gave me a job. You told me to come in. You said, you said come in tomorrow, kid. And Roger's like, "Oops, I drank too much." And that they they go into the into the elevator. The doors close. Boom. That's the end of the episode. That's not the end of my episode because there are things that I did not talk about that I'd like to go back and talk about. Really, I think I covered just about everything with Roger and Joan. And Don, I think I covered everything, but there was, and I think I covered everything with Peggy, but there's an old face that we've seen a couple episodes ago. And there's some stuff with Pete that we haven't talked about yet. So Pete, uh, heard a rumor that, um, that, oh, so at the awards, Ken Cosgrove comes over and, um, he, um, Sorry, I just got an alert on my phone. My cousin was making fun of me on Twitter. I am, uh, I'm a man-child. And, okay, I'm not going to get sidetracked. So at the award show, Ken, Ken Cosgrove comes up with one of his clients, and Pete's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, we, miss, we miss you over. We miss Bird's Eye. And um, 
He's like, oh, well, you know, you never know. Things may change. And um, uh, Ken's like, whoa, 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 we didn't talk about that yet. And Pete's like, what are you t- what's going on? Um, nothing's official yet, Ken said. And Ken, Pete's like, what the hell is going on? So Ken thinks that they're going to, I mean, Pete thinks that Ken's firm and his firm are going to merge. And he's all pissed. He's, there's going to be a merger and he doesn't know anything about it. So... He's, it's been bothering him. He goes into Lane Price's office the next day, and he's like, are we merging with uh, Gracie or whatever the freaking company name is, Grace? Um, he's pissed off. And Lane, you know, very much is like, ah, I wanted to tell you, uh, but um, an opportunity came up with Kenneth Cosgrove and he, his ability to bring over many of his portfolio with clients. Uh, and Pete's like, whoa, no, no, no way. I'm a partner here. I just, I demanded, I put my foot down. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be worked around like this. I, I need to be consulted on these things. And I'm saying no. And he's like, you, you know, you did this. You, you picked him over me before, you know, back at the original Sterling Cooper. And um, there's, there's no way I'm going to allow this. And Lane is like, he smooth talks him. He's like, you know, what, there's no, um, he's a good worker. He has these clients, and um, I, I, I really think I have a lunch schedule, sh- I will say scheduled uh, with him, and um, I, th- I would love you to attend. Um, I think it'd be a good thing. And he's like, no, I'm not, I don't want to do that. Um, but he kind of talks him down and basically makes him realize that this is a good idea. We're going to try to bring him in to bring clients in. Um, and he was like, you know, I, 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 qu- I quite like you, Peter. I wish you... Um, I wish you. I, I wish you didn't think that way. That he didn't think he liked him. So they do bring Ken in uh, later on in the episode, and he's like, "Do you want to? Um, we're going to be going off for a reservation of lunch. This is my lane price. We're going to go for a reservation of lunch. Uh, would you like me to add you to the reservation?" He's like, "No, no. Um, before you go, put Ken in the conference room, or have Ken meet me in the conference room." He's in the conference room, and Pete basically. Um, I want to say I want to say a measuring quote unquote measuring contest like he basically lays out the fact that he has some pull around here he has some say and he's telling him you know Ken great to see you um, I, I want you to know that you know if you do join I, I think you'd be a, a great part of my team and you'd work for me and Ken's like what are you talking about and Pete just basically said like look if you're going to work here you're going to work for me you understand that I'm, I'm paraphrasing I'm the boss, or I'm I'm one of the partners, and you'll be part of my team. But and Ken smiled, and then kind of was like, "Oh, you know what? He's serious, and I better take him seriously." And he he just nodded, and then Pete was like, "How are the wedding plans going?" And could kind of change the subject to be like, "Okay, we're all good now." And I think they were laughing in the conference room later. And um, did I cover everything? I mean, I've 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 weaved. And bobbed and jumped from the beginning to the end to the middle to the back. Uh, we've had nudists. We had awards. We had Don losing a whole day. Um, we've had a, a guy with a terrible slogan that the Life Serial loved and Don accidentally stole. Uh, and Roger's working on a book because people want to read the book of an ad man reminiscing um, about Joan and about Don. And then those are the three holding hands at the awards. The, uh, the big three. Uh, no Burke Cooper in this episode. Um, yeah, I feel like I covered everything. The Waldorf stories. I mean, 
yes, the Waldorf might have so many stories as a building, ha ha ha, but also um, that's where Don hung out with Roger for the first time. That's where they won the awards. That's where I guess where Peggy and this dude, I don't know his name yet, got naked to work on an ad campaign. Um, yeah, a lot happens at the Waldorf. Don, Roger um, hooks up with Joan behind his wife's back, his ex-wife's back, his first wife's back. Um, yeah, a lot can happen at the Waldorf. Every room tells a story. Ooh, that's bad. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to Made Men, the most handsome podcast about madmen on the internet. I'm your host, Mike. You can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. But I want to tell you a little secret. There's another place you can find me on Twitter, a place where I will be very active over the next month. The Twitter's name is Geek Mentality, all one word. And let me tell you something else. That is also the name of a very rare podcast that I do. It's not once a week. It's usually 30 times in one month and then very sporadically throughout the year. And that podcast is also called Geek Mentality. There's a space in the podcast name, Geek Mentality. Uh, in Twitter, it's all one word, geek mentality. I'm just going to keep saying it, geek mentality. And starting June 1st, that's right, starting Saturday morning, it's Fans Not Experts Movie Month. It's my sixth year of doing it. FansNotExperts.com is the website I started many moons ago that, you know, you may or may or not have ever heard of it or gone to it. Uh, based on the fact that you're listening to this, maybe you visited it once. If you have a chance to visit FansNotExperts.com, you're going to see every day in June, there's going to be a new podcast about a movie I've never seen. Basically, the tagline is 30 movies, 30 podcasts, 30 days. I've been doing the movie month for six years, and this is my fourth year of doing it as a podcast, um, where I watch a movie that I've never seen, and I talk about it just kind of the way I'm talking about this now, just kind of put the recorder on and go. Uh, it's not usually this long, because I don't really recap the entire movie. I just talk about my feelings of it. Uh, and then... I usually take a picture of myself and put it on the poster, and that goes on the website. That'll also be in the art for each episode. Uh, And also go on my Instagram, which is also Geek Mentality. So if you can follow Geek Mentality on Twitter and on Instagram, that would be so cool, man. I don't even know know where that came from. Um, But I'm just going to be seeing a bunch of movies. Some of them recent. Some of them might be older. Some of them might be new in the theater. I can't wait. I have a list of ones I want to see. I don't always get to that list. Sometimes new things pop up, and I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that. But I'm excited to do it. It's a little project that I, I do uh, for myself. That's what I do most of these things for myself. Um, and for you, the listener. Uh, but I, I started it because I wanted to catch up on movies, and then it just kind of turned into a thing where now sometimes I wait until June to see a movie. I'm like, I really want to talk about that. I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold off until June and see that next year. Um, some movies you just can't wait to see, you know. When I when I um, I was going to think of a terrible movie, but I couldn't think of one. Uh, but sometimes there are movies that you're just going to go see. I, I didn't. I haven't waited to see a Star Wars movie, but I did see Solo last year for day one. Um, did I like it? Well, here's the thing: most of the movies I watch are movies I want to see. I'm not just picking a random movie. So most of the time, my comments are positive. But you have to go listen to find to to know for sure. Um, the website right now has every episode available. The podcast only has last year because I switched to Anchor, which is what this podcast app is on. So check it out. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Instagram Geek Mentality. Twitter Geek Mentality. 
Um, but you know what? That's enough of talking about that. Me, you can find me on Twitter at MadeManPod. And um, even though there'll be 30 movies and 30 podcasts this month of June, it happens in a couple days. I want to tell you that one journey will continue. A journey unlike any other, where every Friday I take one step closer to becoming or achieving the title of, say it with me, gotta breathe in, Made Man! Fans, not experts.